What's up, you guys? Happy Thursday evening. Welcome to episode 266 of Top Rope Nation. I am Ryan Drosty, here with the man himself, just as he takes a nice drink of, is that bourbon or scotch, Kyle Ross? Buffalo Trace bourbon. Ooh, hopefully should have told me I got some of that on the shelf. I could have joined you. Oh, so I just assume that you're going to be drinking. Yeah, I got I got some beer. I have to, I have a, a beer from Chicago. I had to stay on brand here for this weekend. It's from Revolution. Uh-huh. There we go. So, yeah, man, getting ready for All Out this weekend. I will be there. Kyle, you're unable to travel this weekend with us, but you will be watching on pay-per-view. We'll be talking about that next week. It would be, we got, be odd if I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll be talking about it and doing a review at some point. We've got Clash at the Castle, of course, coming up for WWE as well on Saturday. We're going to talk about that one as well tonight. But how are you doing, Kyle? How's your week going? I'm a lot better after that little uh, sip of bourbon. But no, great. Got uh, two shows I'm actually looking forward to breaking down here on this mm-hmm. podcast. And a lot to say. So I kind of just want to get to it. I think people know enough about me after all these years. You think? Yeah, it's I been six so. years. They know. They know what I'm all about. They know I'm drinking bourbon as the show goes on. It's been a. Uh, it's been a pretty busy week, too. I, I mean, podcast wise, I just want to point out that we released a new Top Rope Nation Classics and SummerSlam '92 came in at about two hours and forty five minutes. You recorded <laughs> Top Rope Nation Extra with Rick Skelton on the greatest IC champions of all time. That one has not dropped yet. I'm hanging on to that. It's going to come out here very soon, though for patrons and now we're doing the flagship here tonight kyle yeah and i just want to clarify something that ryan just said he said the SummerSlam 92 pod hit two hours and 45 minutes he's not talking about the pay-per-view itself he's talking about the podcast (laughs) want to be very clear we went about exactly as long as the actual pay-per-view telecast breaking it all down we did almost exactly i think yeah it was uh it's a great show if you're patron Turned out very well. Checked it out yet? Uh, please check it out. Let us know your thoughts. I did release a teaser of that on our main uh, podcast feed. I think it was yesterday. So if you haven't heard that, you can hear like a 15 minute teaser. It's basically like the first eight minutes of the show. Then there's a break, and then it's about the first eight minutes after uh, we do like the intro to the pay per view itself and start getting into the numbers of the show and the first match. So yeah, a lot of fun. Always love talking classic wrestling. The patrons. Make that all possible. You can see the names of all of them uh, scrolling across the bottom of the video feed right now because, as we always do, we're streaming live on YouTube. We're live on Twitch and Twitter as well. And, Kyle, before so, I forget, I got I to throw this out. Really a, just amazing names I'm seeing here yeah. scroll across the screen. What a bunch of fine people. And and one other thing, because it looks like we may go in a, or sounds like we may go in a different direction. The yeah. Top Rope Nation Extra I recorded with Rick Skelton, whose name you just saw, scroll across the screen. That came in about 90 minutes and I thought was real good. When I hung up the line on Skype, I was like, ooh, I think that came out real good. So I think the plan is for that next week to drop. Obviously, yeah. 
yep. the Intercontinental title's not going anywhere. Uh, it's been around <laughs> for a while, so that one didn't take immediate priority. But yeah, it's going to be out there, and I think people, um, if you're a patron, you're really going to enjoy that podcast. We we did 90 minutes on the history of the Intercontinental title. Yeah, should should be really good stuff. So I'm sure everyone's <laughs> going to enjoy that. And I did want to show some respect, some props to the man himself who just joined our Hall of Fame tier this morning, uh, Mr. Matthew Modrell. Hopefully I did not butcher his last name, but really, really appreciate your support, Matthew, for joining up on the Patreon page. That's big time there. The Hall of Fame tier comes with a lot of benefits. You get free merch pack, multiple merchandise items every six months. You get personal podcast training by myself. So if you're looking to launch your own podcast, I'll show you how I mix this one. You know, I'm a pretty humble guy, Kyle, but I got to say, I think our podcast audio quality is one of the better ones out there for wrestling shows. So if you want to see how I do it behind the scenes, join the Hall of Fame tier. I'll give you a one on one training session to learn how to do it. So if you're interested in that, Matt, let me know. But thank you so much for joining the ranks of the Top Rope Nation Patreon. Really, really appreciate that. Yep. Thank you. Kyle, so let's just get into it now, right away. Let's talk. Okay. Uh, you wanted to start with Clash of the Castle, WWE? It's up first this weekend, so yeah, let's start with that. All right. All right. Fewer so, matches, too. A lot fewer matches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one will be happening, as I mentioned, on Saturday. So they're over in Cardiff in Wales, part of the United Kingdom. Got a lot of listeners in the UK, so shout out there. I don't know if any of them are going to the to the event or not. Let us know if you do. Love to have you on the show to talk about it. Yeah, I'm more popular than Prince Harry over there. You know that? That's <laughs> true story. Some true say story. better looking. Hey, I, hey, man, I can get behind that. You're a good looking man, Kyle. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> you should be the king of England someday. Not that William. I agree. Kyle Ross for King. <laughs> Kyle, which uh, which match on this on this card are you most looking forward to? Well, I, I think the main event. And, yeah. You know, one of the big questions you and I should try to answer tonight is: Will or should Drew Mac? Because those are two different things. Will and should uh, Drew McIntyre unseat Roman Reigns for the title? I think for the second premium live event in a row. The WWE, God bless their souls, has created a main event where people believe Roman may actually lose. So, I guess, <laughs> let me throw it to you. I don't really know who else I can talk to. Do you? What's your take on this? Will he lose? Should he lose? I kind of feel like I have two different answers there because I am leaning towards that. Two different questions. Lose. Yeah, I... I think I'm leaning towards him actually losing here uh, because for a multitude of reasons, but I feel like Drew McIntyre in their minds kind of deserves this moment. It's the biggest stadium show, biggest show they've done in the UK since SummerSlam 92. You know, very nice tie in there. Uh, Drew was a great champion, of course. We talked about it all the time during the pandemic. We thought he carried himself very well in a very tough environment. And you know, he went from a situation where he won the Royal Rumble that year. Uh, Houston, I believe, got that awesome pop winning the Rumble. So he, one of the greatest Rumbles of all time. We've talked about that on the show, too. When he eliminated Lesnar, that was a great moment. Oh, my God. So good. And so with him having so much momentum and then COVID hitting and, you know, him winning at Mania in front of nobody 
he didn't get that moment. And I feel like, you know, he beats Roman there. It's going to be a moment. It's going to be a pop. And I feel like they're going to have a really hard time passing that up. Roman's had the title now for a couple of years. Now, should he lose? It kind of depends on what's on the horizon. You know, who's coming in to the company? When are people coming back to the company? I mean, I think all of us on the pod pre-injury believed that Cody Rhodes should be the guy to dethrone Roman. We all agreed on that. We were hoping for SummerSlam, and it looked like Cody would win money in the bank and go on to SummerSlam. That didn't happen. Obviously, you know, they threw a wrench in because of the injury to the pectoral muscle. And I would still like to see Cody be the guy, but I just, do you think that they can wait that long to do it? Do you, I mean, I know Roman's had the title for a long time. They can continue on, but like, is he going to be able to sustain that momentum even longer? Do they have people to keep him busy until that happens? Uh, what do you think, Kyle? My answers to your last two questions are yes and yes. Uh, Roman Reigns here as we turn the calendar to September of 2022 right now is exactly what they always wanted him to be. When I watch WWE TV and I, you know, I catch it, you know, a couple days after whatever, watch it in clips. It's actually a very easy watch because you can fast forward through all the gaga. Mm, Yeah. This guy is a legit huge superstar for them. He is starting to get cheered by the audience, which is ironically what they always wanted from Mm -hmm. the start. And I'll admit, you know, for most of 2021, I was like, man, this is kind of boring. They should come up with someone who's going to beat this guy. But man, they kept going and going. And now I'm at the point where I'm like, I don't think he should lose for a long time. Yeah. And part of the reason that the rain is more exciting now is they do have people that you're buying could beat him. And just because you're buying a challenger should beat the champion. And it's the first time in a while. Doesn't mean that challenger should win. I'll come back to drew in a moment, but the problem early on with Roman's run is you, you knew he was going to get it for a while, but you know what? And people are going to get upset about this. I understand that, but the Cesaro's, the Finn Balor's of the world, they were not going to be Roman Reigns. Especially not with Vince McMahon having mm. the final word. But now you have people, and they built Drew up the right way. I'll say that, right? I mean, he yeah. was like farting around with Happy Corbin, wasn't he, for a long time? And yeah. we were saying, okay, they're doing a slow burn on this. As soon as this show was announced, you figured it was going to be Drew challenging Roman Reigns. And here we are. And I think they've done a pretty decent job by modern WWE standards building this match up. Mm-hmm. Will he? I'll get back to that in a moment. Should he, Drew, beat Roman Reigns? No. He shouldn't. And here's why. Okay, I'm not going to disagree with you that it would him winning would be this great moment. Okay, the hometown guy or home, you know, wins. But then and, and that, to be clarified, that's me putting my thoughts on what I think they think. Okay. Now, I'm, but, I'm but, kind but, of more with you. Should he? I'm not so sure on that. I, I probably would lean towards no, but my answer to the first question, will he? I'm leaning towards yes. Okay. okay so uh, yeah, on. I'll get back to that. But yeah, in terms of, I just think, okay, he has this great moment, but we always talk about WWE. They have these moments, and then what? What happened? Like, 
unless if Roman's just like not going to be around at all, and I don't think mm. that's going to be the case, he's going to overshadow whatever he's doing is going to overshadow Drew as the champion. I, I just think Roman is kind. And again, this may shock some people. I'm saying this. They've gone long enough and strong enough with this run that it's kind of like in that. Look, it's not Hogan the first time. It's, you know, and, and Austin, you know, the first time he would drop it and win it back like in a day. But you brought up what do they have on deck for Roman potentially? Well, I, I we're going to talk about this guy in a moment. I think Seth Rollins is a guy. I think if they're bringing Braun Strowman back, he's a guy. And those are guys that I don't mind at all losing to Roman Reigns. Like, I, I'd be happy to see him lose to Roman Reigns. I would hate either of those guys to be the world champion, to be honest with you. And then, by that, I mean, remember, Roman's only working, what, two shows after this, probably? Saudi and Survivor Series? Yeah. So all you need is two guys between now and the end of the year. And then you have the Rumble, and then Saudi again. Presumably, they do another Saudi show between Rumble and Mania, and then it's Mania. If they have The Rock penciled in, Again, people aren't going to want to hear this. They think it's bo- maybe they think it's boring. You absolutely should have Roman Reigns having not lost in forever against The Rock as your main event. That is the biggest possible match this promotion can do. And they so should you do think it. it should be a title match? Yes. Oh wow, that shocks me. And a little bit. You're gonna, now you're going to ask about Cody. Yeah. Do it after Mania. Why does Cody have to win it at Mania? So you're not Slight- of belief that that. That match doesn't need a title because do you think it spoils it though? That if I mean, there's nobody's gonna buy you're talking about people believing that people can be Roman Reigns, nobody's gonna buy that The Rock's gonna win the championship if it's a championship match. I personally feel like if it's not a championship match, you could buy that The Rock might win a little more. I I mean, I don't think he would, but (laughs) I see the online discourse people buy anybody. People last year were saying that. You, CM Punk should lose his first match. Yeah, that was crazy. That was crazy. <laughs> you know, I mean, people will say anything. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I think, you know, they'll leak a rumor. Oh, Rock think, Rock has had a great couple weeks of television thinking of staying around. It'll probably be like bullshit, but they'll leak it to the blue checkmark people, not yourself. I mean, you're an objective <laughs> journalist. But, you know, the ones who are not objective. Mm-hmm. You, you know, they're, you know, they're paid uh, stooges, if you will, on Twitter.com. Yeah, I, I I am of the opinion the biggest match should have the title. I don't like the whole thing. Oh, here's a world title match. Because what do I always say? Like these friends of mine, like, well, what's the main event? And mm-hmm. then I'll tell them, oh, it's Rock for Roman Reigns. Well, is that for, oh, it's for the title? No, there's this other title match. It just seems weird. I I, I that is something that we lived through in like the WrestleMania, the late WrestleMania twenties, like the WrestleMania twenty threes through. 28s mm-hmm. where there wasn't sometimes that clear main event or in the, you know, the case of rock and Cena that didn't have the title, but that completely overwhelmed the title match. And I, I don't, I don't like when the title match is a clear second or third from the top. Does it now? Are you talking about a two night WrestleMania? Well, they could have a woman's match made yeah. together or something else, yeah. or they could have Cody main event. Like what if Cody beat Brock at WrestleMania? I think you can oh, find yeah, something yeah. interesting for Cody to do. And why not spice up those dold, those post-mania doldrums where there's mm-hmm. like nothing ever happening, you know? I, I don't think Cody necessarily needs to win at Mania. Um, now, if the Rock match isn't in there, I, I mean, okay, Cody and Roman seems like a, a very solid plan B. But getting back to the task at hand, 
Clash yeah. of the Castle. Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. I've laid out why I Drew shouldn't win. I just, yeah, I feel bad that the guy won the title for the COVID, but that doesn't mean he should win here. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. okay, I mean, it kind of sucks for you, but oh well, like, I don't think that should be the reason why they put the title on Drew McIntyre. They should be going all the way with Drew McIntyre if he wins. And I just don't see that happening. Uh, the Willie, I'm going to say no as well. They're, It'll be interesting how it comes off live, but they've got a lot of guys that can interfere and Drew can be protected the loss. Usos, obviously, Sami Zayn. And I think they're setting up Karrion Cross and Drew as a feud after this pay-per-view. And to me, again, Drew McIntyre, Karrion Cross as a world title feud, and then Roman underneath, that just sounds dumb. I'm sorry. Do you think Roman would leave for a while, though? I mean, take a break. Be off television if he lost the title. I think he would probably go on a little bit of a sabbatical. He would go on a law. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, but but my question is, are the networks going to want that? Is that a smart idea? I mean, we know that he's got the, the restructured contract now. I yeah, mean, he does. It doesn't have to be around as oh. much. They could, you know, if it's, if, I can't remember if it's a guaranteed amount of dates, you know, they can move that around and then he can work a little bit more later on too. But yeah. You know, we you talked about and you you uh, mentioned it, Kyle. That this is a company that talks about how they create moments, and I just I just look at this with the huge stadium in the UK, Drew McIntyre. And if you ask me, will it happen? I lean towards yes because I just don't know that they can turn down that moment that that would be. You know, <laughs> we'll see. It's tempting, but I, I just think you have to sometimes think bigger than a singular moment. I just. No, oh, I, I agree with you. I'm do, thinking do like you, WWE, I mean, though. Yeah. I mean, do you want Drew McIntyre as like a, a long term champion? I mean, this isn't my this isn't my opinion. It's oh, will they saying, do it? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah, will, it's your first question. Will they? Yeah, do it? yeah. I, I just think that I don't know. They've got enough to set up to protect them. Uh, I'm going to yeah. say Cross, Zane, Usos at all uh, interfere. It could be like Undertaker and Yokozuna, but hopefully uh, Drew McIntyre does not levitate to the heavens afterwards. yeah kidding (laughs) oh man yeah yeah tim had said in the chat uh talking i think going back to the whole title situation with roman rock it needs a stipulation if there's a dq he loses one belt i think you know if he does retain here and then they push towards that match with the rock i do think that he will either lose one of the belts or he'll lose them both in like a way where he doesn't get pinned like a triple threat or something like that that would be shitty though yeah, I'm. That's just if you want him to go in though to WrestleMania unbeaten for a few years, but not the champion. That's the way to do it. And I personally am in the opposite belief. I don't think it should be a title match. That's my belief. I just I don't think it needs the belt. I think it takes away the believability factor that The Rock can pull it off because everybody knows his schedule. I, he's gonna win regardless. Who thinks yeah. The Rock's gonna win that match? I mean, I think Roman should fucking pin him with one foot. I th- I think the the less plugged in audience could buy it. The people well, that are tuning in, this I think is WrestleMania. Buy it, win the ch- yeah, this, but the, yeah, do you I mean, it's WrestleMania the Championship though. I mean, the less no, plugged in. I don't think have so because you, you know it's like a one time match. This guy hasn't worked in years. And I, I mean, have you seen the takes from the WWE fans online? I don't believe anything. <laughs> but it is WrestleMania. On they think Peacock. Seth Rollins is a good worker. But it's WrestleMania on Peacock. There's going to be a a large 
broader audience of people that don't watch week to week. They know The Rock. They know he hasn't wrestled. I'm sure they'll push that if this match happens that he hasn't wrestled in you know how many years. And I just think it'll be hard to believe that he could become the world champion knowing how busy this guy is in Hollywood. On the other hand, if it's not for the title and he's coming back for one match, he might pull it off. You know, I'm just I'm just looking at this from a believability factor. And well, and the one fly in the ointment of doing that as a title match is what do you do with the Rumble? Yeah, no. because the I Rock, mean, the Rock is not going to work the Rumble, and if he's in it, you know he's obviously going to win it. So. They'll have to do that. I would love for them to actually to change that up mm-hmm. this year around that. And like the rumble, something happens where the rumble winner, I don't know, whoever wins it winds up not challenging at mania or that match I mean, is already set and they're allowed to pick their own match or, or something else. Yeah. I'd love them. I'd love them to change up the formula a little bit. Well, if Co- I mean, Cody comes back and they take the titles off Roman, I mean, you can still do the, the same general idea cody wins the rumble he faces i don't know brock or something for the title night one and then roman rock is the title or the non-title match the other night i don't know i just i just like the biggest match is the title match yeah. I'm, I'm i'm kind of old school in that regard and well something else i don't think they should ever ununify these titles i think the single best thing the world wrestling federation did in 2022 is unify the titles yeah it, it makes yeah. roman look even stronger our guy Anakin Skywalker checking in here. <laughs> is that Star Darth Wars? Vader himself, yeah. Uh, okay. uh, he is, uh, he's kind of, uh, this is kind of what I said earlier in the show, that, you know, ideally I wanted Cody to be the guy. We wanted it to happen at SummerSlam. Injuries change the course, and uh, it's going to it's gonna change things. I do think Cody will become world champion when he comes back, though. And I hope he does in short order. I'm not convinced sure. of that either, by the way. You're not? I, I am. I think it'll happen. I don't know if they'll have a long reign. I think it will happen. They're, they're pushing this guy too. They're still pushing him on all of their graphics and he's not even around. He was only around oh, for great. a little while. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, cue up U2's beautiful day for that return. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Bring it back. Bring it back. Yeah. Um. I mean, why elsewhere on the card. Pelo- why does Nancy Pelosi read Bono poems, by the way? That's really bad. <laughs> I don't want to get into it. Random thing I just wanted to bring up. That's fucking. I didn't even atrocious. know she did that. I didn't even. Oh, know they're did. real. They're real bad poems too. Okay, Edgar mm. Allan Poe died again and rolled over at his grave. <laughs> didn't he write poems or was it stories? I don't. I don't know. Who writes poems? Lanny Poffo. Lanny Poffo. Yeah. Lanny. He Poffo. got. Yeah. He died and rolled over at his grave. Sorry, Lanny. <laughs> do you want to do quick picks for the rest of the card and then move over to AEW? Or do you have any deep thoughts on any of these other matches? Because I don't really outside of that match. Um, but if you do, I'd like to hear. Yeah, so, all right. Here's a couple things I want to bring up. So, a lot of people, when they're watching WWE television, I see on Twitter, oh, this Triple H, you know, great storylines. He's coming up with these great storylines week to week. And I look at this card, and a lot of these matchups and feuds were set before he took over. I mean, Judgment Day and Edge, that was before his yeah. time. Uh, Matt Riddle and Seth freaking Rollins, that was before his time. Uh, obviously, the women's side is Triple H's fingerprints, but ironically enough, that's the part where I'm probably likely to criticize the most. Mm-hmm. Um, real quick, Guther and Sheamus, I said this on the Intercontinental pod, which uh, by the time that hits, this, I guess that take is going to be outdated. I actually predict Gunther to lose here. 
to Shane. Oh. This will be a moment because Seamus, he's been kind of adamant on social media about how the Intercontinental title is the only title that he's never held. Mm-hmm. And this, I think, is where you'll see Triple H try to make a bit of a moment, do something different. That if it was Vince, he absolutely would like have Sheamus lose in six straight Intercontinental title matches and be like, oh, sorry, pal. That's what Vince <laughs> would do. I yeah. think Triple H throws Sheamus a bone for one night. And then Gunther, who I like a lot, should be Walter, and I think he should put some of the weight back on. We talked about this on Top Rope Nation Extra. But he then wins the title back in a re- pretty quick rematch, like a d- in dominant fashion to get himself over. I don't think a loss here and winning it back would hurt Gunther at all. I don't think you're risking much there. Uh, Gunther, it's not a, again, I like him. I don't think he's incredibly over yet with the WWE audience. Uh, I made the point, and Rick seemed to agree, that we want to see more early 2000s Samoa Joe out of Gunther and less 1970s Bruno opponent. That was, Mm -hmm. and again, if you're a patron, you're going to be able to hear that full conversation uh, that we had on Gunther and the rest of the Intercontinental title history. So that's that. What do you think about that? I'll pause here to take a drink. I I hope Gunther becomes Walter again. First of all, because that name is just atrocious, and we've is that, on that before. On the but pod. is that kind of hard to do that he's been introduced as Gunther? You're just going to forget that it's going to be a fever dream. I mean, I, I want mean, it honestly, too. I would have him do almost like a promo about it, just address it head on about why he's ditching the name. I mean, Jesus Christ, the guy's been on WWE television using the other name before for a long a period good of time. Point? To say, like, very, yeah. I mean, just say this was. <laughs> dumb i'm walter he gets pissed whatever but i (laughs) i actually think he will retain here personally what if he went on television and said this was forced on me by vince mcmahon like vince mcmahon (laughs) has forced so like vince mcmahon has forced so many things on other people before (laughs) kyle you know i root for chaos i wouldn't mind that okay um edge and mysterio on the judgment day that's i'm not really keen on that feud the only way that this feud can be saved for me as if Rhea Ripley beats Edge. I've decided. Then I would like the feud. If Rhea Ripley pins <laughs> Edge, then it's all worth it. Otherwise, it's just, I don't know, a lot of spookiness, a lot of goofiness. Dom Mysterio could turn here. I don't know what you're going to, why you would keep him baby. Who would possibly go to a live event and cheer for Dom Mysterio? <laughs> why would you do that? You're saying that's someone you'd shove in a locker, Kyle. I wouldn't mind shoving Dom Mysterio in a locker <laughs> while you're talking about it. That was a good setup. Yeah. Dom? Yeah. I mean, I talk, about the, talk about the apple falling about, falling about 500 miles from the tree. Oh, shit, man. I mean, the minute Ray hangs him up, Dom's screwed. Sorry, buddy. I mean, take advantage while you're there. But yeah, this one is a little hard to predict for me. I mean, I think that Rhea could get involved in the th- we're we're moving to to a mixed tag situation yes. you know, probably with Rhea Ripley and Beth Phoenix eventually. So, I would see maybe Rhea Ripley getting involved here. Uh so and it, if that happens, Judgment Day goes over, but I could see I don't know, this one's hard. It's a, it's a toss up. I I agree with you that it's actually irrelevant I think who wins because they're going to the mixed person match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um one other thing I want to point out for people who caught it on SmackDown. Oh, goodness. Was it last week or two weeks? So I can't even remember now at this point. But I thought when Gunther and Sheamus were facing off and 
Pete, don't call me Butch Dunn, and Ludwig Be- uh, Beethoven over there uh, were fighting around them. I thought that was so cheesy. I saw people like, oh, this is awesome. And I was like, have you seen good wrestling before? <laughs> There's a lot of takes like that on social media these days. I don't know. People are like, I mean, oh, this is, is so very unique. Low, very like, they're, they, like, did you see that at all? Like, shit, they were just staring at each other. And it was kind of cool. But like, it would, it, it was, it would have been cool if they were just staring at each other. But it was like, Yakety sacks with Butch and Ludwig von Beethoven brawling around him. It was like <laughs> kind of bad. Thank you, Anakin yeah. Skywalker, whoever you are. Uh, <laughs> women's division, real quick. I, again, a lot of people piled on Triple H for the first time on Monday Night Raw this past week when Bailey and Dakota Kai, or pardon me, Dakota Kai and EO Sky yeah. did not win the women's tag team championship. What? <laughs> What are you doing, Hunter? I mean, I remember the late great Aaliyah, but you know, I don't know how many times this Aaliyah could dust herself off and try again. She's still good. They were hiding her in the match. Yeah. Yeah. And she won a title. Like Raquel Rodriguez should be a single. What's she doing with this? To me, again, simple. What do I know though? I would have had Kai and Sky. Win the tag team titles. Kai and Ty? And then, no, no, Kai. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Vince will run right back in that door. And then, and then Bailey, I would have her pin Bianca Belair in this match. Has Bianca been pinned since WrestleMania? At all? I was thinking about this and I don't, not that I recall. Was too lazy to look it up. But, and that would set up a title match, obviously, where Bianca would retain. But I, I think that scenario. Where, you know, the new heel group's got the women's tag team titles. Bailey comes back, pins Bianca. You've got, here's, we're taking over. My God, what an impact this group has made. And and now you've already heard that by them losing on Monday. I didn't understand that at all. And so I don't really, I don't want to say I don't care who wins, but I I don't know. The heel side really does need to win now. Otherwise, I don't know what the hell you do with them. I think it's a lock. Yeah. Should be. Unless, the only thing is, Unless if you're building up one of the other two for a title match and they pin Bianca to set it up. I that's what I think should happen. I think someone should pin Bianca to set up a title match in this six-man tag situation. I could see your that. thoughts on that. No, I mean that that's logical. <laughs> will will we go logical with this show or not? I, I like that idea, but I, I think the yeah, I think Bailey, Dakota, and Neo are a lock to win this match, okay. especially based off of what happened on Raw. Um Keeping in the women's division, obviously Bianca, the champion on Raw, Liv Morgan, the champion on SmackDown. Gang, again, I know this will ruffle some feathers. I don't think Liv Morgan is in the top eight on the women's depth chart at WWE. What what are we doing as the champion here? She's not believable in the role. Is it believable for her to beat Shayna Baszler? And not to be like old-time carny. But I mean, they did her no favors right when Hunter no. took over with that booking at SummerSlam. But no, and she hasn't recovered really. I mean, the, no, you've heard the booze. Mm-hmm. I mean, I said that right away, and I think you reiterated it too on our SummerSlam recap. Was just that you know all the praise Hunter has got. What was he thinking there? <laughs> what was he thinking at SummerSlam? Because that all has to go through him. I mean, I know the match was set up before he was in power. But that finish, I mean, that was, 
Yeah, she has not and, recovered. You're right, Kyle. And you know what's really curious? So on that SummerSlam post show, which was a very good show, if people haven't listened to that, they should check that on the archives. Um, we all thought, as did all podcasts, that Ronda Rousey was turning heel. Mm-hmm. But she's gotten this positive reception on television the last couple weeks. And I did bring up at the time, I said, you know, this was how they got Ken Shamrock more over as a babyface. I'm like, are they yeah. sure this is going to get over, over as a heel? And it's been kind of the opposite. So I don't know what they're doing in this SmackDown women's division. I just think Liv Morgan is not going to be in a high spot on the card at WrestleMania. She's not going to be in the title matches. I just think it's kind of, you know, I hate to be mean. I know she's very popular backstage. I think her run is kind of a waste of time. Well, she ain't losing here, Kyle. No, she's probably not. But, man, I like Shayna Baszler, though. You talk about, like, everyone's like, oh, this person's underpushed. And a lot of times it's kind of bullshit. Well, she's someone that they wasted for years, too. You know, she came up and she was super hot in NXT and they did great with her down there. And then main roster wise, ooh, I thought she bad. should have beat Becky at the empty arena mania. And a lot of people yeah. did. I believe that yeah. was probably a Vince McMahon and Kevin Dunn call. Mm-hmm. Kevin Dunn, who calls in a, the WWF live wire show in 1996 and pretends one. to be a black man. You guys, if you are not in our Facebook discussion group. Get in there because Kyle posted something he found on social media today on that. It was unbelievable. Yes. Top Rope Nation Pro Wrestling discussion. Search it on Facebook. It's yeah, good stuff going up in there every day. Great discussions going on. Oh, nice graphic, too. Uh, one last match to talk about. We may have some disagreements here. Ooh. As Matt Riddle takes on Seth freaking Rollins. So everyone's obviously talking about the segment from Monday night. You didn't like that? I thought it was, man, I liked it. I thought it was good. I joked to you on our DMs about that. I did, and I immediately said, okay, we're talking about this on the show. (laughs) I do not, certainly do not mind Matt Riddle being dumped on on national television, okay? But this is also a guy who, like, six weeks ago, people were telling me didn't deserve to be beaten clean by Roman Reigns on television, and people seem to like. Telling your audience that a baby face's wife divorced him and he's not wanted by his family is certainly a choice. That part's not logical. But, <laughs> like, I mean, like you, you're like, but, but on the flip side, you understand why he would get pissed and want revenge. I just, one of the reasons I liked it is because you saw Seth not acting so goofy, you know, like, Oh, what do you say? What do you think of that bitch or something like that? Or, I mean, it's a low bar again, but at yeah, least he, he didn't, he didn't doing start like cackle. prancing yeah. around. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think Seth Rollins is winning here though, is the problem because uh, yeah, this is another one that's a toss up to me. It's, it's tough to say. Well, I'm going back to a promo. He cut several weeks ago on raw. He specifically mentioned Ro- going after Roman Reigns. And I think with triple H in charge, they're not going to, plant those seeds and not let the flower grow, so to speak. I think. Yeah. So, and the crowd responded positively to that, which kind of made me ill, quite frankly. But to be blunt with you, again, you know, our friend Stuart said this about Braun Strowman. I I was checking this out right before he went on air. He said this about, like, Braun Strowman, if they do bring him back, that's a guy he didn't mind being put against Roman and losing. 
I feel that same way with Seth Rollins. If they want to put Seth Rollins in a match with Roman, and they did have a uh, fuck finish early in the year on pay-per-view, right? Was that the Rumble or was that Saudi? Boy. It was early in the year, whatever. It doesn't yeah. even matter. But uh, that was yeah. that was the Rumble, wasn't it? God, I can't even remember. Yeah, because I don't think – did Roman – yeah, because Roman worked Goldberg at Saudi. Yeah, You're good that buddy, was when uh, Seth came out in the Shield gear. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Well, so that's a loose end they kind of do have to tie up. And I, I certainly do not give a damn if Seth freaking Rollins does a job to Roman Reigns. As a matter of fact, I'd enjoy it. I would actually buy a ticket to that show to cheer for <laughs> Roman Reigns. Yeah, I mean, to the point in the chat, I mean, if if he's going to go into the title picture, yeah, you think Seth gets the win here. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see. I, um, I, I don't think even with Hunter calling the shots, I don't think as a single they see Matt Riddle as anything more than a surrogate for Randy Orton. Basically like, all right, well, Randy would have been doing this, so we'll let Matt do it, but we just won't push him as hard. Yeah, agree, agree. It'll be it'll be interesting to see who's babyface, who's heel when Riddle feuds with Orton because WWE crowds don't want to boo Randy Orton. No, he's but, a legend at this point. I yeah, mean, but, they want to cheer, cheer the big name. And I guess, you know, they've now told their audience that Matt Riddle's own family doesn't want him, so why would they cheer him? <laughs> why would you like him? All right. His own family uh, doesn't want him? <laughs> Kyle, they're they're pining for the AEW discussion in the chat. We got to get to uh, we got to get to all out. All right, this is what the crowd came for. This is the thumbnail on the YouTube video. For God's sakes, let's get to all out. This is happening Sunday night, suburban Chicago. Who's I will that? Be Tim there. Jensen is cook pining for all out. Yeah, Tim Jensen's going with me. Me and Tim are making the drive to Chicago together, and uh, we're meeting up with our guy Zach Haydorn in Chicago from PW Torch. He's been on the show many times a great dude looking forward to that gonna see our friend uh garrett gonzalez get the jello shots with zach i saw zach post about jello shots that sounds like a good idea i'm down for that so all right let's uh let's talk all out and we're gonna not waste any time we're gonna get right to that main event and talk about what happened on dynamite last night because last week on the pod Kyle, it was all three of us. Justin, of course, is not with us tonight. He's got some stuff going on, but he'll be back in a few weeks. We love you, Justin. We do. Now, Justin was the only one of us that was positive about Dynamite last week. I didn't care for the way they did the title change. You did not care for it. To be honest with you, even though I loved last night's Dynamite, I'm still not really a fan of of the way they did that. But I think they recovered well from it. And... I love Dynamite last night. I'm very jacked to see this match now in Chicago after seeing the way that crowd reacted to Punk in his promo after... How about Ace Steel, by the way? High-pressure situation. Like, they got fined with the (laughs) F-bomb. Well, yeah, that's, you know... (laughs) Pal, that's why we don't want them... That's why we're doing scripted promos, pal. We don't want these guys saying the (laughs) F-word. Here's what I will say. Okay, and I saw, I think it was Jesse Velasquez, another guy that's going to be with me in Chicago. He's meeting up with us there. My God. Yeah, it's going to be quite the crew. I told you, Kyle, you should have came. It's not too late. You can still drive there. I have a lot of things to do. Yeah, like watch pro wrestling with me and Jesse Velasquez. I'll be honest with you. I don't know know if I'm going to even watch the show live, to be honest with you. Jeez. Yeah. I watch things at my own speed, man. (laughs) Uh, no, it was a, uh, the fine was from AEW and they're donating the money to charity is what I heard. So that question here in the chat from Adam, uh, so I did not have, 
I did not, by the way, before we get, I did yeah. not have a steel saving a pay-per-view main event on <laughs> my 2022 bingo card. What know, a I'm promo. Kidding. That was a uh, memo to the AEW roster. Maybe talk to a steel. If you want to improve your promos, because this, I mean, he's been in the business forever. You know, he's mm-hmm. was on some early ROH cards with punk and cabana. Yeah. I mean, this guy showed you how to do it. Yeah. And for all the people who are like, oh, they needed to tell us more about who, you know, freaking this Raj Geary. I mean, this guy takes stink. <laughs> they stink. But like, tell us who this guy is. Can, do you not ever, was it not clear? He Like, even if you don't know Ace Steel's backstory and you're on Twitter and you feel a little bad about yourself because a lot of other people know he is. Was it that hard to understand that it was a friend of CM Punk? Is that hard to discern? Yeah. Is this rocket science? No. Well, well, he, a, he explained it very ba- quickly. Very quickly. Yeah. And when a band that you've never heard comes on the radio, do you get mad at the radio for not telling you all about them? Fuck, I see these, you know, bands that get breakdowns on the Today Show. I'm like, this group still is freaking rotten. <laughs> think I give a fuck about Imagine Dragons because they got a five-minute <laughs> segment on today's show? Um, I wouldn't imagine. I I would not imagine you as an Imagine Dragons fan. Kyle, oh, my, so that's no my daughter was like listening to like one of the songs. I said, "What are we doing here?" All right, let's get back to the topic at hand. Okay, so, I'm sorry. Okay, here's what I mean about you know what they did last week and this week. I think they recovered nicely. Thought a steel was great. I know what they're doing here. It's like the whole Rocky Three thing. He lost the edge. He's got to build himself back up. A steel had to give him the confidence again. Turn him into the old punk. I I see what they're doing. It seems, and this is a point Jesse Velasquez made, I, I think he said this on Twitter, that this is something that would have worked better over several weeks. They had to jam it together in you know a week and a half. I, I agree with that criticism 100%. It's pretty clear what they wanted to do. The whole reason they did this is they wanted Punk to win the title in Chicago versus just retain the title or unify the titles. To me, that's not... I still wouldn't have done the match last week and I would have just done the unification match and build it up as a big deal and Punk wins and the crowd still loves every freaking minute of it. Yes, they did what they did. They lost some of the crowd a little bit, including us, last week, but they got me back this week. I thought I thought Moxley's promo, by the way, was freaking phenomenal too. Mm-hmm. I thought he was great mm-hmm. playing right into that hostile Chicago crowd. And then when Punk came out, at first, they weren't really sure what to make of the way he was carrying himself and with like tears in his eyes, and it was really falling flat, other than when he, you know, verbally attacked the fan in the front row. That was unexpected. I but enjoyed that. That was that was entertaining. And you know what? It's probably a good thing he did that because yeah, Zach was at the show and I asked him. That wasn't Zach who said that, was it? No. I okay. asked him, what was that guy? So, Zach's doing? in very good shape. I knew it wasn't him. Zach would have kicked this guy's ass. Yeah, no. Uh Apparently the guy was yelling something about Cabana or something, and oh boy, that's what Zach told me at least. And <laughs> you know, he if he's going to hijack your promo, I have no problem with you breaking from your planned promo and just putting this guy in his place so he shuts the hell up and you can get across what yes. you need to do. So you know, I thought it was fine. I liked it. And then yeah, the minute a steel came because it was kind of like dying a slow death when punk was doing the whole like oh, i'm not as good as i used to be kind of thing but it made sense when they got to what a steel did and a steel flipped that crowd like the veteran that he is so quickly and then when punk transformed and 
Kyle, I got to tell you, man, when he went through that crowd and he went up to that, uh, like right above that entrance way over in the corner, man, my blood was boiling. I was hot. I was ready for this match on Sunday. I was all in at that point in time. Strength. The strength was back for pro wrestling. Okay. So strength. You and I are in total agreement about basically everything here. Oh, okay. Let's dynamite was great. Yeah. I was highly critical of AEW last week on the program. People can check that out if they already haven't, but you know, in front of a lively Chicago crowd, you know, one of their best markets, the market where the pay-per-view is going to be in Sunday, Mm -hmm. they had a hell of a go home show. And you know who deserves the credit? Punk? Me, because I lit a fire under Tony Khan. (laughs) (laughs) No. In all seriousness. Kyle drew um, that house, Ben. Yeah, no, no. But I'm with you that, look, it was a great show and a great segment. And and they did get me back after being so down after last week. And I am now definitely looking forward to Punk and Moxley. But the question is, did they ha- they had to do what they did last night based on what they did the previous week. The question is, do you still think they had to do what they did last week? It, like, would this match, if it was just a straight unification match, be any less appealing if they had never wrestled in the first place? And... It had, they had just done something different last week. And then, mm-hmm. is there any doubt in your mind that Punk would have cut some great promo? It, it wouldn't have been, it would have been a different tenor, obviously. It wouldn't have been yeah. him losing and down. It's like, but do, do we doubt CM Punk's ability to cut a great promo to get you fired up in front of a Chicago no. crowd? No. I, I don't. So, look, it, it's so funny as I watch these two promotions unfold. I don't think I'd be welcome in either booking office, Ryan. I just don't. I, I would be, if I was in WWE, I'd be like, guys, can we try something new? Yeah. Does anyone here want to think outside the box for five minutes? And if I was in AEW, I'd be like, Tony, can we slow down with all these goddamn ideas? You're doing too much. Yeah. Uh, what do you think the thing I liked the most about Dynamite was? In a conceptual standpoint, not like an actual segment, but conceptually. What do you, what do you think I liked the most? Uh, that they kept you tuned in throughout, that this was like a story throughout the night with Moxley coming out first, the contract, then Punk comes out an hour later, you know, then Moxley talks again later on. They kept you going. Yes, very, pretty much right. Yeah, that there were, we actually had a multi segment storyline in Falling People. It dynamite wasn't just eight non connected segments where something happens and then we just never talk about again the rest of the show. Yeah. I absolutely love that. They need to do more of that. Um, who do you think wins? Now, are you are you pretty sold on Punk, punk. still? We, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, because especially if they would have went in and this was the unification match, I still think Punk would have won, but I would have had a little bit of doubt. But since they did what they did last week, I have no doubt Punk's going to win this match. I, I know we want to get through the undercard, but th- there's a lot of different talking points here because I've seen this heavily debated in the last couple hours on Twitter before we recorded. Tony loves to wait to the last minute and to throw these pay-per-view cards together. Again, that's just something that I 
I'm different on. I, I would love to see him announce a main event weeks ahead of time, hype it to death, get, you know, get a lot of people talking, maybe, you know, bring new people and all. Oh, what's this thing that people are excited about? Yeah. We know they're not going to beat last year's all out number. Right. Right. I mean, I, we would probably all be on the floor if they did. Punk's return after seven year absence. But what is the number that you think this show would do where you would be like, that was successful? Like, do you have the AEW, like their last couple pay per view numbers in front of so you? Forbidden Door, like 125 ish? Yeah, well, I don't think it, it, should, it should do that. But I'm talking about what did Double or Nothing, Revolution, and Full Gear do? Let me Google it. Uh, okay. Because. See. You know, the funny thing is, whether you were with Ryan and I last week or you were with Justin, you really liked it. And this is very unique for a podcaster to come on and say, it doesn't matter what we think. At the end, it's going to be the number that tell that this show does that tells us whether, okay, maybe Tony Khan should announce these main events a little earlier. Now, people are going to say last year, you know, Punk showing up, there was, what, 14 days? 15 days between yeah, yeah. Punk's actual debut and All Out. Well, this is less than a week. So this is shorter time. And, and you also had the Daniel, uh, Brian, Brian Danielson rumors break late too. I know pay-per-view is an impulse buy, but it's, I, I'm very, this to me is the most intriguing number for AEW in its infants in its short history. All right, so I pulled up the numbers on WrestleNomics, and for okay. Double or Nothing, it still says early estimates, so I don't know if they've updated this, but Forbidden Door, they have 127, okay. Double or Nothing, 155, Revolution, 165, Full Gear, 145, and then last year's All Out, 205, which is by far their best number ever. I okay. would say if they can improve on Double or Nothing a little bit, I mean, this thing does one 170-ish, would be a pretty dang good number. If it does their second best number in history, like if it beats Revolution, for, mm-hmm. they should be happy. And I'll say this. Punk Moxley does feel bigger than Punk Page. Yeah. For for whatever reason, it just has more of a Clash of the Titans feel. I, I did not like that reaction to the building in retrospect. Sometimes you get time to think, Ryan. You know, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're on a podcast. We're forced to react right away. And sometimes yeah. you think, ah, I wish I would have had that take back. I did not like how it seemed all, everyone in the building was cheering against one of the two people. I didn't like that. It was a, it was an awkward feeling, you know, cause I like both of the guys, you know, we yeah. were there in the building and it was like, yeah, I, I wanted punk to win, you know, complete his comeback and stuff, but I like Adam page a lot too. Yeah. And you, you kind of saw that in the crowd, they were kind of torn and they moved back and forth a little bit in the match. Even I, I would say if this does a number certainly above double or nothing and revolution then maybe I don't have a leg to stand on with the criticisms of, of Tony Khan waiting to the last minute or just, or being like booking where it just keeps you guessing and you have no fucking clue where he's going. But yeah. I think if it does less then I think there are questions that can be raised. He was, did you see in his media call today, he was asked about that last minute booking and he said, you know, for this show, he had all these injuries he didn't know when people were going to be cleared, but like this happens almost every pay per view. We talk about it on the show yeah. constantly that they There's, at the last minute they slam you with everything. It wasn't. It's not just all out. It happens all the time. But he 
he looked at it as just the show and said, oh, it's because of injuries. But this is definitely a trend. With that, that, that's a very good point, Ryan Drosty. And it still doesn't justify doing Punk and Moxley last week the way you did. No, I, Punk I was still back. Like you didn't that. have to. Yeah. yeah. So, I, mean, yeah, I, I think th- that. Right, go ahead. Sorry. No, I, I think Punk's going to win. Yeah. Is all gonna I say. think Punk's, Punk's going to win. I will be a little intrigued if anything happens afterwards. I said this yes. weeks ago on the pod that this would be the time to take MJF to have him come out. And I've seen some people predict him to be like in the ladder match. I don't I, like that at all. I, I don't, don't know either. if you do. I don't want him no. coming out in that Casino Royale ladder match. I want him coming out to confront the world champion in Chicago. That being CM Punk. You know, if you want this guy booed at all, this is the place to do it. He'll still get some cheers, but it's Punk's hometown. Come on. So, like, he can he can play into the fact I beat your ass right here in this city before I'll do it again. That's how you bring back MJF, and that's how you go off the air. That's how you go off the air making headlines. I mean, look, this show last year made all kinds of headlines when they went off the air. If they want to make some noise, that's how you do it. At the end of the show, that's where you bring in MJF. Look, I've been adamant about what you just said about, you know, how all out last year, the way it ended. And and maybe you want to replicate that this year. I, I'll stand by my assertions that I think the week to week booking in AEW over the course of this summer has been questionable at times, certainly. And part of the reason is question, you know, again, I like to know where you're going, kind of. Mm-hmm. And then you just kind of keep me guessing along the way. We, we talked about that a lot last week. And. Um, so that's, I think, another of the big tests of this pay-per-view. Are we going to get excited about future matchups? What and what are those matchups going to be? I completely, 179% agree with you that MJF should not be the mystery guy in the casino ladder match. And I'm going to tell you why. This is a guy, the last time we saw on AEW television, was burying the promotion. Why would said promotion then put him in right. the ladder match? That actually makes no sense. Yeah. Now, uh, I was talking about this with our good friend, Liam O'Rourke, earlier today, and I, I posed that question to him. And he goes, what if MJF reveals the friction was all just a work to separate himself from AEW so he could legally tip off the Wall Street Journal without it reflecting on Tony <laughs> Khan, and this is his reward? And then he said, he said in all seriousness, and then we, we went on our conversation. But I, I thought that was funny and worth reading on the pod. I'm sure Liam doesn't mind. Um, yeah, I think the show should end with Punk winning the title and then MJF storming out of the crowd and attack. Not, not like coming out with entrance music. I'm yeah, talking about no, oh, I agree. storming yeah. out of the crowd and attacking him. Jim Ross, have him earn his paycheck. Okay? Have him reprise his uh, Terry Funk, Ric Flair post-match soliloquy. My God, Punk in his moment of glory. He's been assaulted by MJF. This is completely uncalled for. Hell yeah. Right? Yeah. Just, yeah. You know, just rip that off. Russell War 89. Come on. Let's do it, gang. So <laughs> I, if it's not MJF, then we both don't think it should be. Who would no. you put them as the mystery man in that casino ladder match? If you want someone from outside the promotion? just to- Is it? Has it, have we been told that it's a brand new person or it's someone who's not, not debuted on TV? Okay. I don't think so. I don't think that's been said. Because I, I think it should be this W. Morrissey. Yeah. Makes sense, was, given the, the time they gave him on television last week or last uh, night. Yeah. Were you surprised? 
surprised Triple H didn't go after him harder. That was a guy that I thought made a lot of sense for WWE to yeah. bring it. I think if Vince McMahon was still calling the shots, he for sure would have wanted him back. Do you think he made the right call? Like, let's say both companies reached out to him. Do you think it was the right call, though, to go AEW for him? He's probably not going to beat Roman. And there's yeah. a lot of other guys in front of him. Maybe. I don't, maybe he doesn't like Hunter. I don't know what his story mm-hmm. is. But, you know, here's the thing with AEW. They don't have a lot of big guys, do they? No. And he can stand out. You know, I mean, he, I mean, Jesus, he look. I mean, he's a big man. Yeah. He looked like a professional wrestler, Kyle. I know. Just there the were some people. He, he walked. My <laughs> God. himself. Astriations. Yeah. And, and you know, I'm, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah. God, did you? I was having like test flashbacks kind of for a little yeah. bit, except like someone who was, I mean, you know, I don't want to speak ill of the dead, but you know, someone who was good. <laughs> more, more see impression better. I mean, I think that the test will always have SummerSlam '99. I mean, I don't know who they'll do. I, I think that that is probably uh, just thinking about who's not on the show. That's probably the best choice that they can make that would be fresh. You know, if they want to like do some kind of surprise, they. I mean, he's already he's been in the promotion before. He's done some matches. We know like Cardona's in town for GCW. They could bring him in for one night or something. Some people. I, I mean, I guess it all but. depends. Like if if. <sighs> And, the, you know, the other thing to consider is, as I stammer, whoever wins this is getting a title shot. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't see anyone, including the surprise, winning. So, that's something I mean, else. Is this Claudio kind of that's going to win, do you think? I was thinking about this, you know, earlier today. I wrote a – I was part of this uh, predictions article over on SC Scoops, and I it's like, I mean, it's it's hard to pick when you don't know who the Joker is, but of the people in there – I mean, I guess, you know, the ROH versus AEW champion thing is something they can do. So uh, it depends what they want to do with ROH moving forward. I mean, do they want to, yeah. like, I don't think they would want to beat the ROH champion and make it even even more secondary. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. This It is a very difficult match to pick. Yeah. I just well, don't think it should be MJF. We're, we're in agreement there. No, I 100% agree. It should not uh, be him. Let's talk about the six-man tag. The trios. Right. I actually, I should clarify the trios tournament final. Uh, mm-hmm. it's so sad, by the way, that we're doing a trios tournament final and we're not a three man team this week. You know, yeah, of, all, of all the weeks, yeah. missing Justin. But there, this has a lot of stuff going on. This trios tournament final, like it's not just that it's a tournament final. You're doing Page against Omega again. His old oh, rival. Wait, you don't think best friends are going to win? <laughs> that face but you're doing it on like 48 hours build yeah after you've spent a lot of tv time kind of building up this friction rivalry with omega and osprey which is being put on ice now mm-hmm. let's not forget the bucks were turned on by undisputed era not that long ago and that has not been touched on at all so there's a lot of ways this is going. This is kind of like craziness. Um, I just I hope that all these like storylines can kind of work out in a, a decent manner, and we just don't get like word soup, for lack of a better term. You know? Yeah. Uh, but we should mention Bobby Fish's contract not being renewed, and I'm going to have one word to that. Good. 
he doesn't he doesn't really add much for me. I mean, no, I, I mean, have you heard these rumors about him and the release requests and stuff? Have you heard this at all? Uh, what part of it that he's been like demanding it that he, that he was like, talking with some of those other guys that they should try to get the releases to go back to WWE and they were not interested. I'll be honest with you. If some of that's true, I know Tony has said he'll always honor contracts. I'd fire him. Yeah. And people are going to say, oh, that's hypocritical. Well, I never said that I wouldn't fire people. Now people are going to say, oh, you were pretty harsh towards WWE. Well, they're a billion dollar company in the, that was firing people in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. This is different. If, if some guy, and, and he was like Barry and Punk on Twitter. So I saw him taking some shots at Punk's kicks. He mm-hmm. kicked out at three when he wrestled Punk. Yep. I, I, this guy doesn't add shit. He's not in a good place right now. That's what I've heard. Is what was yeah. said. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I wasn't that shocked to hear it. Uh, yeah, it, it's going to be really interesting to see where they go because, you know, does Hangman cost his old partners? Does does Hangman turn on the Dark Order? Like, you know, I, I, I do think the Elite's winning the trios titles here. Uh, it, 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 it would make no sense to me to have, like, Hangman tied up with the trios titles with Dark Order. I don't really want to see that. It has been... Um, or, pardon me, I'll, I'll come back to Omega in a second, but... When you're establishing a new championship, I always believe the first champion needs to be strong. And it's clear this is clearly a deal made for Omega and the Bucks. I don't think you want the Dark Order as part no, of your no. first champions at all. Uh, interesting. Oh, I don't think Omega's return's been handled great. I laughed at the introductions last night when he was clowning on Osprey, mm-hmm. but I, I mentioned it last week. Didn't do great in the ratings. Uh, Osprey didn't do great in the ratings in the main event slot last week. I'm, I'm really interested to see the quarter hours. I, I had not checked before we went on air. I don't know if the quarter hours are available yet, but considering trio, the trios match had not done great in the main event slot the last two weeks, I'm very interested to see how it performed last night. Yeah. would really like to see that information come out. I'm sure we'll get it in the next 24 hours after we record. Uh, the quarter hours, so they had last night, um, just looking at them right now. Oh, you've got them. Okay. Yep. From uh, So the match started in the 9.30 to 9.45 quarter hour. They're at 9.29. The show went off the air at 8.96. That's not great. What was the peak? Uh, 1.07 million for Steel Punk. Uh, and then... Jungle Boy, Cage, all of that was in the, the first the, the, quarter hour. So the top of the hour segment. Yeah. Yeah. That's real. That's 820. What did you say it ended at? 894? 8, 8, 8, I think the, the average was like just over a million last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the, the last quarter hour of the first hour there at 1.061. And, you know, that's where the punk and a steel thing started. And they went up a little bit to 1.07. Uh, right at the top of the hour. So they, they floated kind of right there. And then right after that, they went 1.07 down to 9.29. Oh. Which is when oh. the Moxley promo happened. But then Dark Order, uh, Andrade, Roosh Phoenix, Wheeler Yuta, Dante, all of that. They fell so it's just kind of a, there. Okay. Yeah. And it never really. Okay. Um, There's a lot of matches on this card, Ryan. Oh, I'm sorry. The 
peak was not 1.07. It was 1.189. I didn't even look all over all the way. It, they started at 1.189 million uh, for the first quarter. Oh. Moxley and then Jericho and the Garcia promo and then Danielson and Hager's entrances only 1.189. Then they went down to 1.053 for Danielson Hager. So that first hour did a lot better than the second. Yeah, hour. the the start of the show did really really well. Well, then people and then, then they bang, went bang, down bang, a little bearing. bit. Yeah, they, yeah. Then they went down a little bit, and then they slowly went up towards the to the top of the hour where they got 1.07. Then it fell off in the second hour. Yeah. Okay. So all right, that's good. But the, um, back to this. There's a lot of matches at all out that you're going to see. Uh, is there too many? Fourteen matches, <laughs> including buy-in. I always think there's too many, and. You know, he said, um, Tony said he might add more because the the zero hour is like its own show now for this one on the pre-show. So I, I, just, I think it's, you know, you look at that Rampage lineup tomorrow night, not particularly strong. And that's a standalone show. I, I would absolutely have some of these matches on Rampage. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, does, do we need three matches for the buy-in? <laughs> I don't think so. I just think you risk your crowd being fatigued. And a point I wanted to make, too, there's two matches. Let's circle here, Ryan. Starks versus Hobbs, Jungle Boy versus Christian Cage. Those are first matches of the program. It's incredible that we're only having the first match of Jungle Boy and Christian Cage at this point, by the way. Given that I think the heels are winning, I I feel that those matches would be better as main events of Dynamite than rather stuck in the middle of a pay-per-view, a 14-match card. So I agree, like traditionally, it makes sense to have the heels win since they're the start of the program. Mm-hmm. I'm not convinced that Jungle Boy is going to lose, though, and I'll tell you why. Oh. I think I think this feud with Christian has just highlighted his biggest weakness because Christian is such a great talker, right? And Jungle Boy is not. And I nope. feel like him having to cut these promos has dragged him down a bit because it's just really highlighted where he's weak. And if he continues feuding with Christian, he's going to have to keep talking. And I think it could do more harm than good. I honestly would have him win strong here and move on to something else. I just think that, I just think that again, that big blow off should really be a standout moment. I agree. I agree. It's, it's just, it's to me, it's just strategy wise because I just feel like the dynamic is hurting him. I think with Hobbs and Ricky Starks, I would have Hobbs win. Mm-hmm. Like, do, do uh, you but, th- do you see what I'm saying? Because they did that last summer where there were pay-per-view caliber matches, mm-hmm. main eventing Dynamite. Like uh, the first Cody Mal Black match happened yeah. in the summer, and we were all like, "Oh, that was like a pay-per-view." They don't need to be on the pay-per-view. They already had their pay-per-view match. That's yeah. something to think about. Interesting that we have three trios matches on this card now. That might be a first for a U.S. pay-per-view. I remember SummerSlam '89 had two. Hmm. But three, so I actually kind of like that in a sense that, okay, you're establishing these new titles and you're going to have some contenders based off these other matches. Um, Women's division, people will get very upset if we don't talk about that. I do not think Athena should be Jade Cargill at all. Oh, no, that that is the biggest lock on this show. Okay, (laughs) I just want to make because there will be some people say like a a lot of these women that came from WWE. We talk about some of the men not being particular difference makers. The women aren't exactly getting me to, you know, 
keep my eyes glued on the television necessarily. The Athenas, the yeah. Ruby Sohos. Tony Storm is the exception, but I would agree yeah. with that. Yeah, Athena, they, they've been adding depth. They have some better workers around, but no, under no circumstance should Jay Cargill lose this match. And, and I'm kind of worried about that match because the size difference. Yeah. And like the the kind of match Athena's gonna want to work doesn't necessarily play to Jade's strengths and ring. I'm mm-hmm. a little concerned about that match structurally. Yeah. I think it should be kept very short. I think Cargill should go over strong as she always should. I to me, yeah. I wrote down the SC Scoops article, biggest lock on the show. Okay. Cargill. Um, um, to- the other yeah, Tony Storm was allegedly supposed to win the title anyway from Thunder mm-hmm. Rosa. So do we think they stick with that plan? I think so. I think Tony Storm goes over. I would be very interested if they pulled like a Jamie Hader title win. But I don't think it's gonna happen. I'll go with Tony Storm. Well, it would be interesting because, like, the dy- it would upset the dynamic of her and Baker. Which we've which been waiting had, for that split for a long time, and they could, yeah, really they, play into that. You know, one problem that Tony had, and it was something I had run into with my own fantasy booking. You know, I always take that pencil and the notebook myself, Ryan. Mm-hmm. There were, it seemed like AEW coming into 2022 just had a lot of understudy turning on mentor storylines on the horizon and you have to space them out. You can't do them all at once. Cause I mean, we've already seen, yep. you know, Christian and jungle boy Wardlow and MJF, you know, we're talking about Brit and hater. So, you know, kind of a lot going there. Do we think the acclaimed wins the tag team titles? Yes, I do. I think that'll be a great moment. The crowd loves them. The Chicago crowd is going to be hot for him. It's a travel-in crowd, too. I, I said this before. I just, I like Swerve and her glory, but those guys are not a long-term tag team. And the acclaimed just, are so hot right now. I mean, we've been talking about it for a long time that we wanted to see them get into the title picture. Here they are. As Tim said in the chat, this is the WrestleMania for AEW. All Out is kind of their number one signature show. I would definitely have the acclaimed win here. No question about it. Probably. I, I don't think they're as hot as they've ever been, but I think they're pretty, pretty hot right now. I think it's... they've been great on television the last few weeks. Yeah. I mean, it was just kind of weird how they got the title shot. They got like saved by Swerve in Our Glory. And then Swerve in Our Glory, we saved you because we want to give you a title shot. What? <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I agree. But hell, man, if they get to run with the titles, I don't care. I've been waiting for this a long time. And I think, I think. You know, we've disagreed a little bit on AEW TV over the last few weeks. I think mo- mostly it's been must-see stuff for me. I've been looking forward to almost all of their shows. And I think they've, you know, creative differences aside with what they did with Mox and Punk, it's been must-see television for me. And they claimed is one of the reasons. They're one of my favorite acts to Ooh. see on TV. And I just really want to see them get that moment. And selfishly, I'll be there and I want to see it in person. <laughs> I mean, they certainly need to be on TV a lot. And them being tag team champions would be a good way. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with, I'll go with them too. If we're just trying to be right, I think. And, you know, to be honest with you, I think they'd be better fit than, um, yeah, they're real. Yeah. Uh, Wardlow and FTR should absolutely win their match. No questions there. Yep. Uh, And what about the house of black Darby sting and mural? That's like something that like, it feels like depending on card placement will either be one of the biggest matches of the show or feel like a throwaway. 
You know, something that you said a minute ago has me questioning my earlier prediction on this because at first I thought Darby, Sting, and Miro, keeping Miro looking strong. Darby, you know, he's won a little bit more recently, but he did go through a rough patch there. Sting is Sting. Is Sting. He's a legend. But at the same time, you know, if you're thinking, I mean, you're thinking trios challengers. House of Black makes a lot of sense. There was a story out there today that Malachi Black maybe hasn't been so happy lately backstage, although he's in a long-term five-year contract. Uh, boy, I don't, I'm not so sure now because if, if you want House of Black in that title picture, they got to go over here and they make more sense as challengers in the trio situation in the months ahead than, than the other side. So now I'm questioning my, my initial pick was Darby, Sting, and Miro. But now I'm kind of leaning towards House of Black now that you said that because that made a lot of sense to me. You know, I don't really necessarily care if I'm right sometimes on these predictions. I just like to give my takes. This is why I would put Darby Allen, Sting, and Miro over in this situation, Ryan. I'll kind of maybe recalibrate you here. I just like them better. The house, yeah, this, mean, house of, this house of black, you know, people I've seen on Twitter, you know, it's, oh, Mal Black needs to be in main events. This guy's just an underappreciated talent. You know why Mal Black maybe has struggled to get over in both national promotions? Because his creative interests appear to be embarrassing for a fucking eight-year-old. I was thinking about this, this before fucking, we started the show. This, this <laughs> I was lore rant shit, on it too. This lore shit is for the birds, man. I guarantee this guy has the worst taste in music and movies imaginable. Your first clue should have been that he went by Malachi Black. Malachi Black. Instead of just being Tommy Ed. Come on. Yeah, the eye makeup. It's just not entertaining. I'm the, the whole character has been very lame to me, and the it, Dark it, Order has not taken off at all. I agree with what you, you said. The House of Black. The House of Black. Yeah, House of Black, yeah. Yeah, well, what you know what? Dark Order. Oh, Dark Order. House yeah. of Black, yeah. He, he was great as a solo ass kicker, and then he went to the fucking WWE goofy lore shit, and it hasn't yep. worked. And I just, I don't know, man. It just, people look at The Undertaker and how he got away with some kind of goofy stuff through the years. The key was The Undertaker came from the cartoonish era. So he was given a pass. If you're like a character and coming about in the mind, you can't do that shit, man. You're not The Undertaker. It's not going to work. I'm sorry. It might, it Bray, might work briefly, like it did for Bray, but then it didn't have any legs. Yeah. Bray was cooler when he was an ass, when he was kind of like, you know, my wife made this thing. She's like, I like that better when it was like, he was like from Appalachia, not this like spooky crap. Mm-hmm. Get rid of spooky crap. No one wants that. No. This magic tricks, this hocus pocus. It's the kind of shit that if people walk in, you, yes. you watching it, you're like, oh, God, I'm not watching this and like, channel. It's bad, man. It's and, like and, almost and, that go away heat in your own living room. Yeah. And, and the other comparison, Black and Bray, their promos are just word soup. They're saying big words. It sounds kind of impressive, but they, it means nothing. I, yeah, I would I, put, I would say if you're not happy, Mal, well, I'm going to make you a little less happy. Well, you've, you have recalibrated me because before we went on the air, I was actually thinking about this and I was going to rant on it a little bit because I was reading <laughs> a story about him being unhappy and I was going to rant about, yeah, you're unhappy. Well, your creative is complete dog shit. I mean, the character has not been good since the beginning. The promos, which we know they don't script promos for him. The promos have been very bad ever since the beginning. And it's why the act hasn't gotten over. 
But then you got me thinking about contenders in the trios title picture. And then I started questioning myself. But no, I'm going to go back to Darby and Miro and Stanko. Just do the Elite versus Wardlow and FTR. Yeah. In a bad. I think that's a lot more appealing than Elite versus House of Black. Anakin had a great point in the chat here. He said, OG Bray was scarier because it's stuff that actually happens in real life, like the cult family stuff. Absolutely. Yes. It was nobody, way more. You could buy into it. Yeah. Nobody wants that goofy shit. Is there any man? Oh, Brian Danielson and Chris Jericho. Two very I mean, big stars in this industry. Got to be Brian, right? Like, Brian's got to be moving into that title picture pretty soon. God, I would hope so. He shouldn't lose. He's, he lo- He's lost way too much. The only X factor is Daniel Garcia. Is he going to? turn or they've tipped their handle because Garcia's work at Yuta next week mm-hmm. in Buffalo. But the only thing is they may not want to turn Garcia before that because he's from Buffalo, right? I have no Yes, idea. I think he is. So like he's gonna he's likely to get a big reaction. Here's a comment here here's something I want to make. I thought of this earlier. Is there anything that caught we, we dumped on Bobby Fish. But is there anything that Kyle O'Reilly brings to the table that Daniel Garcia does not? Experience? I mean, that's fun. He, I mean, he's been, he is more experienced. He's been on WWE yeah. television. But that might be a negative, almost. Mm-hmm. Being on WWE, people just see, yeah, it's a WWE cast off. I mean, he had a pretty big name for himself before that, though. So, I mean, the hardcores I'm already not say- respected Yeah, him. but I, again, though, like... I just go back to the argument I was making last week. If you're not like a top eight baby face or a top seven heel or whatever, what is your value? And if you've mm-hmm. got guys who kind of bring the same thing to the table, one guy's actually more of an unknown, probably younger, probably cheaper. That's Kyle Riley. You know, Kyle Riley's awful on promos too. Yeah, Garcia's already better than him at that. Which is sure. frightening. Because he's not great, but he's he's yeah. But, but Kyle yeah. Riley went to the you know the world famous performance center, which you know uh, Dave Shearer. You know when he walks in, he just says magic happens in that place. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I I I do not want to see Brian lose on some screw job finish to Chris Jericho. Brian should not be losing under any circumstance to Jericho here. He's he needs to be put in the title picture before the end of the year. We got some big shows coming up. Who knows what they're going to do at that Arthur Ashe Stadium show just a few weeks. Yeah, they should have a big match. Do you think Jericho should be a face? People like that Judas song. I think they have not. The fans have not turned on him like they yeah. had hoped. <laughs> no, I think I, I just think he's kind of like in that Randy Orton spot you mentioned earlier with WWE where he's like a legend legacy. You know, people just don't want to mm-hmm. move Chris Jericho, really. The, the only problem is his jokes get real lame when he's a baby face. I don't know why. Yeah. Like yeah. real lame, like real bad. Well, you know, if they wanted to turn him heel, they could play into some of his well, yeah, issues at home. With did you, did nah, you yeah, some, that. yeah, see his <laughs> the poor red hot, I saw. yeah, the, yeah, the red hot, poor red hot chili pepper strummer, yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> I think we hit all the main card matches here, buddy. Just real yeah. quick on the pre show, uh, we got Hook. Should beat Angela Parker and a thank you drive through. Uh, Ishii and uh, Ishii and Kingston. 
That's did you see people people shitting on that? What did you take? What was your take when that was added to the show? Because I was excited about it, but maybe Mom Jane because I'm going to be there. I saw people saying, "Oh, why would they put that on the pre-show at this? It doesn't need it. Save it for Dynamite." But like, don't you want Eddie Kingston in the building? I mean, you know, initially they had the stuff with Sammy planned, but like he's back now. If you can get Ishi there, why the hell not? Well, I mean, going back to my earlier point that there's probably too mad, too many matches on this card. I could see you putting just this on a rampage. Um, at the same time, it, I don't. I mean, I don't know if you're selling any tickets off this. Maybe you are. I mean, it's kind of interesting. I mean, I saw a lot of people fired up for it. Um, that should be funny. It's interesting that Kingston got a pay per view slot. Sammy Guevara did not. Yeah, I find that intriguing. And then. Uh, I want to amend something I said. I was pretty hard on Kip Sabian last week. Mm-hmm. I still don't think he's a great wrestler. <laughs> but <laughs> I was waiting where this was going. Yeah. I will, you know, he's wrestling for the All Atlantic Sea title, you know, the <laughs> Indian Ocean title, whatever it is. <laughs> I saw somebody make this point on Twitter that during the pandemic, Sabian was a guy who was there like all the time and was always sure to be there if they needed them, you know, when guys were, you know, out with COVID or maybe couldn't make the town and there's a sense of loyalty there from Tony Khan. I can respect that. Mm -hmm. Do I think Kip Sabian should be interfering in the main event of your main television? No, I don't, but I can, (laughs) I I can respect. Both things can be true. Yeah. Yes. I, I can respect that. Hey, here's a guy who, when you needed bodies was always there for you. And if, you know, I was the promoter. I probably wouldn't forget that either. So, um, congrats on your Arctic Ocean title match. Hey, I mean, to the to your point about the the match length. All right, so I went back and I looked at the double or nothing card, and they had the one pre show match, and then they had twelve matches on the main show. This one has eleven matches on the main show, so it's actually one less than double or nothing. They have more pre show matches, but the pre- Tony emphasized today in his media conference, you know, this is not the buy-in. It is the zero hour going back to the heritage of all in and all out. And he really put over the fact that he's not looking at it as a pre-show. It's more its own, like almost standalone show is what he said. I would so, do that on rampage, like make better use of your actual TV. I th- I don't know. Just, I just think, God, tell me how you're feeling. I'll text you about 11 Eastern. <laughs> on Sunday, are you? Is the is the strength still flowing through your veins? I mean, I like them that the main show is is one match less. I will say that, but yeah, there's more underneath. So and I don't. I definitely do not want to see anything else added. You know, to that point, I I think it's it's full now. Don't add anything more. He said he was open to it. I hope not. But we'll see. That's all I got. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, think, we, I mean, we uh, hit both of them. We brief, at least briefly or in some form, we discussed every single match on Clash at the Castle or All Out. I think that's a job well done, Kyle. I had no doubt in my mind that we were going to do it. And the third podcast for you this week, second for me. God, I mean, it's been a busy week. Mixing, a lot of mixing for me on the side, too. So I got, I got, two, sh- up on the feed I right got two shoot work podcasts tomorrow. I'm going to be freaking dead to the world by tomorrow night, oh, man. Be ready to watch some pro wrestling this weekend. Are you gonna I be hope. watching Clash of the Castle live? 
Maybe because most of the good college football doesn't start till 3.30. So what I might do is have two TVs on, have the sound on for Clash the Castle, whatever the Fox game is at noon, I'll have that on, no sound. Mm-hmm. And then I don't, I don't know if I'll watch the main event live or something because it gets to a point where the games are just too important. I need to pay attention to that. Well, I will be out with Zach and Jesse and Tim. Perhaps going to the GCW show Saturday night. That is undecided mm. right now, but is possibly in the cards. So I will report back on the pod next week how this weekend went and how All Out was in person. And here's another thing, too, with that, uh, with the Clash the Cat. Do we think Roman Reigns' two-year title run is going to end at 4.30 on a Saturday afternoon, Eastern time? I mean... Does that affect then- your pick at all? No. Okay. Thought I'd throw it up. They've done it before. They have? They've done uh, title changes in Saudi, right? They did, but this would be a bigger one than any of those. Well, yeah. I'm just saying they've done title changes. I mean, this wouldn't be Goldberg and (laughs) DeFiend. No, it would not. Uh, I don't know. Anakin, you need to go back and rewind at the beginning of the show because we had two questions. He says it shouldn't end on Saturday. I agree. But we had two questions. Should it end? And do you think it will? And I said, and Kyle both said, I don't think it should. But the caveat for me was, I think WWE might plan to create that big moment in the stadium in the UK. And that's why I want the the change. We'll see. We will. Uh, But yeah, I mean, we had a good crowd here live in person. Appreciate everybody who is tuning in and you know thank you for joining us for the first time i saw him comments on the video last week joined us for the live feed this week appreciate that jesse tim everyone else adam was on here curtis everyone that tuned in live really appreciate that kyle sorry go ahead no you know it sucks i so i have my notes open and stuff sometimes the chat is hidden there i always feel bad that i only see the ones you put up on the screen yeah I feel terrible now no oh, fun show Always good to talk wrestling with Mr. Kyle Ross here. We missed Justin Joint, but he'll be back soon. Kyle. Yeah, so you're the host of this program, right? I think so. Okay. So we're about to sign off here. So I just have one question. When the credits are rolling at the end of the show, should I do an Ed McMahon impression or no? (laughs) Wasn't that so good? It's incredible. (laughs) Oh, I don't if even know how to tell the listeners what happened. I'll tell, but... I'll tell them exactly what happened. Right. Somebody posted an old Johnny Carson show highlight on Twitter, and <laughs> when the show was going off the air, Ed McMahon just straight up did a lot of coke, like right in front of the camera. And he just yeah. sprinkles it right on there and puts it right up to his nose, right in front of the camera. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Ed McMahon. Ed McMahon Rest might be peace. the might be the best McMahon we've ever talked about on this show. It's true. It's very true. <laughs> all right. Well, wherever you all are watching All Out and Clash of the Castle, we hope you enjoy it. If you're going to be in Chicago, holler. Shoot us a text at if Top Rope Nation. Yeah. Let me know if you're around town. You can find me on Twitter at Ryan Drosty. That is D-R-O-S-T-E. You can find Kyle at T-R-P Kyle. Follow Justin, too. He's not here this week, but at Justin Joint, J-O-Y-N-T. And, of course, the show at Top Rope Nation. We're on Facebook and Instagram 
as well. By the way, I noticed you didn't note my win in the Randy Savage draft this week. Oh, you know what? Let me just throw up the vote total right now. Let me pull that up because you did take it. And it was the It was the closest yeah, we've had. No, I mean there was was no bad drafters in that one. Yeah. Like within a vote or two, I'm going to put it on the the screen here so anyone watching can see. Let me scroll down, scroll down the timeline here a little bit. Okay. And what was the total, Kyle Ross? You won with 37% of the vote to Justin's 33 to my about 30. (laughs) This was unbelievable. We didn't have a ton of votes in it, but uh, enough. Here, let me share the screen here. We can take a look at that. Because I know not everyone watching this has Twitter. So this was the vote total for the Randy Savage draft. If you guys didn't listen to that, I don't know. You're completely out to lunch, as Kyle would say, because that was a hell of a show. A lot of fun. Check out the video stream of it here on YouTube, or you can, of course, check it out on the podcast feeds. One more for the bad guys. There you go, Kyle. Congrats on your victory. Begrudgingly, I commend you, sir. There's your celebration. All right, everybody. This has been really fun. Episode 266, Top Rope Nation. Thanks for tuning in or listening wherever you are. We'll talk to you all again real soon. Peace. Personality, a cult of personality.